Samuel to the edge, steps through a tackle, now cuts it back, Debo Samuel through oh. traffic for the touchdown! Ernest Jones had a shot, Darion Kendrick had a shot, but it's Debo Samuel who ends up with six. Now, back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. That was the Debo Samuel touchdown early in the fourth quarter that put the 49ers up by 10, 27 to 17. They ultimately would go on to win 30 to 27. And the 49ers now 2 and 0 on the 2023 season and currently alone in first place in the NFC West. Welcome back to overtime here on 957 The Game. Mark Randy, Allen Styles, Sterling Bennett with you. Uh, 30 to 27, the final score. We got some callers lining up. Joe and Mitch will get to you in just a little bit, but we want you to get in line. 888-957-9570. That's the number to call. Also, the Xfinity mobile text line. Hit us up as well on Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We're keeping an eye on, on those, uh, message boards as well. Uh, guys, 30 to 27, the final score. We talked about the offense as a whole last hour. What do you say we focus in on the quarterback just a little bit here? Brock Purdy, 17-25, 206 yards, no touchdowns, did not turn the ball over either. We talked a little bit about some of the misses. He missed three open receivers down the field that that could have potentially been home run throws, touchdowns from 50, 60 yards out, overthrew them. Maybe you think that's a good sign because of his... uh, (laughs) His uh, elbow recovery. The UCL still, is fine. That he still yes. has that juice. He still has the ability to overthrow receivers deep down the field. Um, but there's no hiding. It wasn't a perfect Brock Purdy game by any means. He missed a handful of throws. There were other catches that were great catches by Debo Samuel, by George Kittle, who were behind the target a little bit. There were some other misses that just fell to the turf inside of SoFi Stadium. I don't think Brock Purdy was as good, looked as clean as he was last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but something that we've been talking about all hour, you don't need to be phenomenal at the quarterback position (laughs) to put up 30 points in this offense, but I think it's very fair to say that Brock Purdy was not uh, at his very best in this game today. No, I think think this is a classic example of people that say, hey, Shanahan, this roster, this offense, and this defense – This is a classic example of why people do say, hey, not anybody can do it, but try to downplay what Brock Purdy has done. Because he didn't play great today, but they got the W because they have a really good offense and a really good defense. With that being said, we gave the offense, or I gave the offense a B. I would give Brock Purdy a B as well. I think, you know, obviously he's leading the charge. And, you know, there there were moments where things could have got really bad, you know, and bouncing back. From some of those things, I'll give him credit for, but he missed some throws. And honestly, you know, we had a situation where we're watching and uh, Stafford, that was the first time it was an intentional grounding, not even under duress, <laughs> right? So, I mean, not to say that the, the Niners got away with one because they went in and they took care of business, but you got Stafford not knowing guys' names, not knowing the routes they're running. You had two missed snaps, one kicked off the Kittle kick that it was ended on up purpose. Right in McCaffrey's hand. We thought they were running some trickeration. Shanahan's genius. That was not Please. the situation. And another one. So you had you had all this, and you still come out with the W. But, I mean, there's no way anybody can say that Purdy played great. And honestly, if you're thinking about it, even going back to last year, just because everything felt like it was 
really a Cinderella run last year. This could be the worst game that Purdy's played. It's probably the worst game since his first game against the Dolphins. Which what is not a bad game. I no. give it if your worst I wish my worst grade was a B. All right. <laughs> I would have went to Harvard or something. But so <laughs> Don't sell Temple short Allen. That's true too. Shout out to you for Temple U. So I'm not you know, I'm not saying that he played bad, but I would say from what I've seen, this is the most off he's looked. And we were talking during the break, just as far as how many times when we see him overthrow guys, and I thought in my head, how many times how many times have we seen that play? Like those plays that we saw when he missed those throws, how many times have we seen that dialed up? Normally you see the slants and you see the throws to Debo and the timing routes. So I think it was, I think it was refreshing to see something new. Yeah. Unfortunately, he just didn't hit on him. Does, it, does his performance look worse because of how good he was in Week 1, where he's hitting Brandon Ayuk for back shoulder touchdowns, or is it just today you look at him and go, he looks like a player that's played nine games, albeit really, really, really well, and... Coming into this game, he had better stats than Ben Roethlisberger through his first day games, Russell Wilson through his first mm-hmm. day games. He's looked like really nothing else that we've seen throughout the entirety of the NFL history through his first day games. And in Game 9, he may have been lackluster, missed three throws that could have been touchdowns, or at least two of them could have been. And you sit back and you say, eh, whatever. Like, you won by, should have been 10, but it, it was 7. Right. And you sit Gotta back. Cover. <laughs> right. But you sit back and you say, okay, cool, like, you may have had your worst game through your first nine starts. Is it that big of a deal? No, because you won. And I want to ask, is that to credit Kyle Shanahan and the team he's built around him, or is it just Brock Purdy, even on his worst day, per se, is still a good quarterback? I don't know. I'm not sure I'm comfortable calling this his worst day. Okay. I mean, when was his worst? The Cowboys game? I don't know. That's what again, it's, it's, it's a B. Right. It's I, a B. I, I get I guess you saying it's his worst game, maybe it, it comes across as more his, negative than it actually is. His worst is. game is still a you know, top fifteen quarterback? What? Yes. Because he hasn't really given you anything to complain about up to this <laughs> no, point. No, what what we're saying is what we're what we're saying is Steph Curry is undersized for an NBA player. Well, I think it's He's even, still six three. <laughs> but even then, I think in previous quarterbacks that have played here on their worst day, they lose you this game. Mm-hmm. On Brock Purdy's worst day, you still win by seven. This is what this is what's happened with Brock Purdy. This is what's happened with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has done exactly what fifty cent did with in the club. When you <laughs> when you come out with a hit What's that your is birthday? just Exactly. When you come out with a hit that it just feels like it's going to be impossible to top, I don't think 50 Cent, as great of his career is, he never had a hit as big as in the club. So last <laughs> season was Brock Purdy's in the club. And I don't know. I have no clue okay, okay, if he's no, going to no, be no, able no, to. No, 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 what so, do you mean? So Brock Purdy's hanging from the ceiling, rapping in the clubhouse right now? That was shirtless. Are, are you tank top on? Are you telling me Brock Purdy cannot improve from what he did last year? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he set the bar ridiculously high. That's all I'm saying. Well, wins-wise he has. And stat-wise he has as well. This is the best stretch mm-hmm. of like comparing Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. That's what I'm saying. Like, but his bar is really high. Maybe not stats-wise, but it's his bar is higher than future Hall of Fame quarterbacks right now. now but that's what I'm saying. Hmm. But yeah, also, but he can improve. I'm not There's saying, another yeah, level yeah, yeah, he I guess, can reach. I guess I'm not saying he's going to regress. All I'm saying is he set the... What you're cent, saying is he stinks. 50 Cent <laughs> wow. had really great songs, right, throughout. So, and, and he ended up making a lot of money Big and winning, Gram- shop. winning Grammys. So I'm not saying he's going to regress. All I'm trying to say is that he set the bar incredibly high. And now that's all we have to go off of. Did he dip under the bar today? Yes. Okay. I think he probably did. Okay. Not by a ton. I, I think there's also a... The situ- W-shaped bar. 
Yeah, he slipped under just a little bit. What do you guys think? 888-957-9570. How would you grade Brock Purdy's performance today? Alan's giving it a B. Uh, Right? You give it a B, Alan? I gave it a a B. B? Yeah, I I think I'm with you. I think a B is fair. Wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he was not close to perfect either. He missed a handful of throws, but when you're the quarterback of the Niners, you don't need to be perfect to win games, and that was the case today. Uh, Joe in San Francisco, what did you think about Brock Purdy and the Niners' win today? You're on overtime, Joe, here on 95.7 The Game. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, this game reminded just a teeny tiny bit of yesterday's Colorado Colorado State game. You thought there would be an absolute smashing, but when you have these rivalry games, you know, conference division games, you have, you got to throw all that stuff out. And these teams really went at it. And uh, as for Purdy, you know, Alan, if you're a pitching coach and you see a guy who's who's repeating the same mistake, he's throwing high. I would rather. That be the situation because it seems to be correctable, correctable than a guy who's throwing low, who's throwing in, who's throwing out, who's throwing high. He's missing all over the place. He, all his mistakes were the same mistake routinely. He's throwing too deep, and this purportedly noodle arm guy coming off of surgery being able to throw deep. I think I'm guessing that's correctable. But a quarterback's job, as you guys know, is more than just chucking the ball. He didn't make bad mistakes. He didn't take bad sacks. You know, so I think I would give him a, 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 a B. He did well. He didn't. Do, he left points on the table. But I'd rather have a guy make some mistakes, possibly, and leave some points on the table than make the back-breaking type of mistake. But the thing, the thing that I'm concerned about the defense is now that there's some tape out there that the the 49ers can be attacked. Uh, in the passing game, in the short routes. So, um, anyway, what do you guys think? Yeah, good call, Joe. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. 888-957-9570 to give us a call yourself. Uh, on Brock Purdy and consistently overthrowing wide receivers, if that means it's it's just one thing that mm-hmm. needs to be corrected as opposed to missing all over the place, I'm not sure how much I buy that. Joe there talking kind of brought something up in my mind, though, I think for the most part, Brock Purdy, those throws were all the right decisions. Like He's seeing the field right. He's seeing the open guys. I think there was a moment where I think he might have thrown it to Debo and George Kittle was open on the left side of the field. That was maybe a a mistake in Reed, threw it to the wrong guy. But for the most part, even on his incompletions, guys, I think Brock Purdy is making the right read. He's throwing the ball to the right guy. There's just a few times where it's, it's not completely on target. What drives Kyle Shanahan crazier than anything from his quarterback play? Well, first, it's turnovers. But second, it's Jimmy Garoppolo would, would do this often. Handsome. There would be so handsome. So handsome. <laughs> There'd be a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, streaking on the left side of the field. He runs past his cornerback. He's wide open. No one's within five yards of him. Garoppolo never looks away from the first read or yeah. second read or whatever it was. Never even sees him and throws it to a a decently covered Debo Samuel on a quick seven yard out. They get seven yards. A positive play, but you didn't hit the home run. I think what Brock Purdy is doing, while it wasn't perfect because he overthrew them numbers number of times, he's still throwing the ball, putting it not on the guy, but in the right area. He's making the right reads. It yeah. seems to, to my eyes, it just it wasn't there on the throws in this one. So I feel like for Brock Purdy, while it was a negative in terms of him not hitting every single throw today, 
process-wise, I still think he's making the right decisions almost every single time the ball's in his hands. Well, I think, you know, when they say, what, uh, defense never slumps, well, I don't, I, processing never slumps. So I think Brock Purdy is always going to, we know he's, he has a high processor and can get through his reads and understands the game really well. And I think that is what helps him in some of the areas where he's lacking. Now, the throws that he missed today, I don't think it's, he's done anything to say, okay, well, do we have a problem with Brock throwing the deep ball, right? That's something, because here's the thing, guys. We know that throwing the deep ball to me, when I, I don't, I don't, the whole noodle arm thing, I never really understood, right? Because I don't know how often some yards. I, I Big air yard guy. Right. I don't understand. Like, Jamarcus Russell, nobody's throwing from their knees. Nobody's doing that. Well, he couldn't throw it all. The yeah. idea of not being able to throw the, the deep ball isn't necessarily he can't make it. Yeah. It's literally throwing. The, it, it, it's an the, art. The willingness to throw it. The willingness to throw it and being able to literally throw it. It's not about can I throw it far enough. It's can you hit him in stride? Can you put it in an area where he can take care of it? So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we have a deep ball issue with Brock Purdy. We can't say that. At this point, we just put it in our brains and we note it, right? And as we move forward throughout the rest of the season, we'll see what happens. Well, in, with Brock Purdy, to face him as a defense, his archetype wouldn't signify he's going to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's going to be a very dink and dunk, if you want to call it that, or you know, seven yards here, six yards here, very Jimmy Garoppolo-esque. You can argue very kind of like Stafford today. Kind of like Kyle way. Shanahan's offenses, yeah. whether it's LaFleur, McVay, or Shanahan, how they operate. Mm-hmm. But you can also say that while, yes, you want Brock Purdy to hit Debo Samuel for a big touchdown uh, in the third quarter in this game for 50 yards. Mm-hmm. You, you want to see him hit Brandon Ayuk for 35 yards with Yak for a touchdown. He needs to hit those plays in big games, certainly. But early in the season, week two, he's at least showing the willingness to keep the defense honest. And yes, you'd like those plays on first down, not third down to end a drive. Like Debo Samuel, where he looks to him and he's not open and doesn't see George Kittle. The process for Brock Purdy is usually spot on, and he's willing to test the defense to keep them honest, where when he eventually does hit those guys, like Jawan Jennings for 31 yards later in this game, it opens up the underneath, which feeds what Shanahan wants to do. Get your superstars the ball, let them get you seven yards a pop, keep the clock rolling, and by that point you're winning the game. I think when you're trying to evaluate Brock Purdy, one, it's difficult because of how his career started, and he's Mr. Irrelevant, and you come from a place of zero expectation. So everything is gravy. Like, literally everything. (laughs) No Mr. Irrelevant quarterback has ever done anything before. Like, this is all entirely unprecedented, right? So... When you come from it from that perspective, it's difficult to be like, ah, oh, Brock wasn't at his best today. Right. Like, this is all incredible. Every <laughs> single throw he makes is improbable. It was never supposed to happen. Right. Well, and I think that's why it's tough because if you're just tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Or if you've been if you've been listening, we can only say so many times, relatively speaking. Right. Everything that we say about Brock Purdy <laughs> is relatively speaking. We understand that what he's doing is incredibly impressive. But we still have to break things down. What are we supposed to do now? Right? We can't just say, wow, I mean, look, you know, he is still a second-year guy. I mean, there's a, they, the Niners want to win with Brock on this rookie deal. He, they do. Yeah. So we can't just sit here. Or we can do that and we can just turn the mics off and leave. Right? I mean, we have, we have to sit there and we have to evaluate him based on what we've seen throughout, throughout his time. And based on what we've seen... This was his worst performance, which is a B. So what do we? What? There's nothing to complain about. 
Yeah, but when you come from that perspective, one, I agree with you, it's just time to forget about where he was drafted because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Hmm. But when you start from that spot, it's a little difficult in the first place to really judge this guy. And then you throw him into an offense with Christian McCaffrey, with Debo Samuel, with Brandon Ayuk, with George Kittle, with Trent Williams as his blindside left tackle. All of this talent around him, and you throw him into an offensive system where it's, hey, just be the point guard, distribute the ball, get it to your talented guys, let them do the heavy lifting, let them do the work. It's You get to a point where it's like, he's doing a great job of that, but what if he was in a more pass-heavy, deep-ball-throwing offensive scheme? Is he able to do that? Like, it, What if he's Matthew Stafford today? Like, What if he's the Rams quarterback? How, does he how look? would that look? They probably lose. Yeah, the Rams lost today, too. Well, I mean, so. yeah. But still, like the point still stands that if he is the Rams quarterback this year at all, they may lose less games with Purdy than Matthew Stafford playing quarterback. Probably. Yeah. Matthew Stafford is a fantastic quarterback. Top 10? That's not at all a knock on no, Brock no. Purdy. What it's saying is that if you tell Brock Purdy, like any previous Shanahan quarterback, throw the ball 50 times, mm-hmm. you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Right. Right. And nobody, we, we know that. Shanahan doesn't want the Superman offense, right? He does. He doesn't want that. And really, honestly, I don't think anybody wants that, right? I mean, it's uh, nice to have some fans do. Well, sure, some fans would like Matthew Stafford throwing fifty times with seventy-five yard touchdown passes because it looks good. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what looks better is being two and zero. Exactly, exactly. But again, you have to you have to look at this through the lens of. Soup, the, what the expectations are, right? When we talk about fans, and, oh, are you Super Bowl or bust or whatever, the Niners are Super Bowl or bust. They've told us. They know what time it is. You're not playing, you're not playing to go to the playoffs. The Niners, they want number six. So they're holding themselves to a, a high regard as well. It's not just, it's not fans, well, you, you got to enjoy whatever. Sure, you can enjoy things, but at the same time, you have to you have to hold it to where you know that they're trying to go. Yeah, That's just what it is. Well, last week we talked about how if Brock Purdy was a first-round pick last week following the win against the Steelers, how would you view him? We'd all say, oh my goodness, he's the guy, yeah. he's a franchise quarterback, and now we're sitting here, a week later, with Brock Purdy still being the last pick in the seventh round in the 2023 draft, sitting here saying, oh, it was just, just a B. Like, had a first-round pick had this day, we wouldn't be saying this. Probably but, not. So, yeah. like, take Zach Wilson. Now I get he's not been great sure. in his career, but Zach Wilson had plenty of these games last year, but they were picks. That's the big difference for me. Brock Purdy, maybe he doesn't have the, the physical traits you want in a guy, but what he's doing is he's keeping you in every single game even on his worst day. Well, I think I think that's a good point because because of how Brock operates and not taking sacks, not throwing picks, it's hard to ever have a grade what? His worst grade, if you don't throw it's, a pick and you don't and you don't get sacked, how are you going to have anything under a B minus or a C? It's, it's almost impossible, yeah. right? Those things that sink you. Okay, let's do Matt, Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford looked great, but he had those picks. Matthew Stafford, who had a better game? It's probably it's Matthew Stafford on paper. On paper, but those two picks sunk them. Yeah, sunk them. Biggest difference in the game. Yeah, it's also a little unfair considering the circumstances of those two, two teams. Oh, no. yeah, Who, whose sure. house? It's the Niners' house. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Let's hear what Kyle Shanahan had to say about his quarterback's performance. This is Shanahan post game talking about Brock Purdy and uh, missing a few throws today. Here's the Niners' head coach. 
I mean, I, th- I thought they were all tough ones. I think the, the Ayuk one was probably um, his toughest one because it was, it was just his number one read and it just sailed a little bit. Um, the one with Debo, I mean, he went all the way across the board in a, in a really tough read. And, um, yeah, you'd love him to hit it, but he did miss it. And um, the one to Jennings, um, I, that one didn't bother me much. I was, we were a little surprised the ball was going there and everyone else was covering. He just tried to make a play. But the main thing he did today was protect the ball um, besides those three misses, which um, none of them were easy, but he took care of the football then give them a chance to touch it and uh, when he was under duress he uh, was smart yeah I think the the silver lining even on the misses is what Kyle Shanahan said there on one of the 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 misses the overthrows where he had a man that was like the last read of the play they didn't expect the ball to go there he Mm -hmm. still found the open man and and just overthrew him just a little bit and then what Kyle Shanahan said he took care of the ball he didn't throw any interceptions week one but fumbled twice lost lost it once against the Steelers no turnovers for Brock Purdy and that's where this conversation becomes difficult for me, in my opinion, because you have a guy in Brock Purdy who always takes fantastic care of the ball, didn't really ever put the ball in harm's way today. Again, some bad throws, but you never felt like that was like, oh, he got away with one there. That should have been intercepted. Didn't put the ball on the ground at all. Was he sacked today? No, no. Wasn't sacked. Credit to the offensive line, but also credit Brock Purdy for getting the ball out quick most of the time. He missed some throws, but he's not ever going to make the mistake, at least he hasn't shown up to this point, that's going to sink you. Right. And and that's where you get to a point where if you're the 49ers and you're putting up 30 points when your quarterback wasn't at his best, what more can you really ask for? Well, and Brock Purdy understands that, right? So the the idea of, well, you know, well, Brock doesn't get enough due because of this roster and because of the offense, but I think Brock himself understands I'm just not supposed to mess this up, right? So I don't want, I can't put the ball in harm's way. If I got to just settle for something, I'll settle for it. And I think that's one of the best attributes. You can't get caught up in trying to play hero ball. Well, I want to show people that I'm not the 23rd best quarterback and I'm going to do it right here. And then you don't, you do throw an interception. So I think the fact that he understands that and, you know, he, he might, he might show a little bit on the, you know, when he scores and all that good stuff, but the be, being humble in terms of not making it about yourself. I think is is one of his greatest attributes because he knows I'm just not supposed to mess this up. The most telling stat of Brock Purdy, 21 to 4 touchdown to turnover ratio throughout his career. It's pretty good. He wins, wow. doesn't turn the ball over, and he scores a lot. It's pretty good. He's and the that, ultimate silver lining. And the Niners win today 30 to 23 is the final score. They're 2 and 0 now on the year alone in first in the NFC West. All right, about halfway done here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. We still want to hear from you. I see you guys lining up. Mitch, Mo, and Don, 888-957-9570. Coming to you next on Overtime right here on 95.7 The Game. Toss play McCaffrey. The blocker's in front. Has a crease. McCaffrey with speed down the sideline. McCaffrey, one man to beat. A little hesitation and a kill the 15 at the San Francisco 13 a 51 yard game for Christian McCaffrey now back to overtime with Sterling Bennett Alan Stiles and Mark Grandy on 95.7 the game Welcome back to Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. The Niners knock off the Rams 30-23 to in week number two. The Niners 2-0 on the year and alone in first place in the NFC West as overtime rolls on here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, Sterling Bennett. 
888-957-9570 is the number to call. We've been grading the Niners' offense, including Brock Purdy by himself. We'll talk a little bit about the defense coming up here on 95.7 The Game. We'll also hear more from Kyle Shanahan. I know Nick Bosa has also spoken. Brock Purdy will get you uh, some of the best sound from postgame down inside of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. The 49ers, again, come out victorious 30-23. to uh, But let's begin by going to the phone lines here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Mo in San Ramon wants to talk about the Niners' win. Mo, you're on Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. What's up? What's happening, fellas? How you guys doing? We're doing great, Mo. How are you? Awesome, man. It's OT time, baby. OT. That's how it is. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, the reason you know why I call this, obviously, we're talking about the 49ers' win today. I think overall, in all three phases, they played fair. They did not play good or great. And we still came up with a win. Regarding Purdy, hey, he's going to have, you know, fair games just like this as the season goes along. Again, he's still in the, in the big, you know, stage in the NFL. He is going to do his learning, you know, curve as he goes along the line uh, through the season. And guess what? What makes him different out of any other quarterback? That he's very consistent, very smart, and very efficient. Those three, those three elements is going to make him very successful. And he has a super team around him. And we're going to win the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. Boom. Good call, Mo. Drops Mike. Thank you, Mo. That's I look, that's He's right. That he is right. And the misses that Purdy had, honestly, what if you are a if you were the other team or or a team or the Giants or whoever the Niners about to face, what do you even do with that, right? All right, cool. When we play the Niners, wow. we're gonna get burnt too and <laughs> and let Purdy overthrow him. There's nothing you can really do, right? I don't he think got it, burned by the Cardinals. So I mean come well, on. I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So like, I don't I don't there's nothing that you can take you know when people say well there's a book out on him now i don't think i don't think teams are saying yeah let him beat us deep because he's gonna over there's nothing you can take away from it they were just missed opportunities that's it i sat here last year and said after what his second game well let defenses adjust it's like a it's like a hitter in baseball give mm-hmm. him a month let the pitcher adjust scouting reports out but sitting here a year later almost and sitting here it's like okay like they've had time to adjust and yet he's still undefeated and his worst game there, 2-0. And the misses he has aren't egregious. He isn't throwing right to linebackers and throwing pick sixes. He's not Jared Goff, Mark Grandy's Dark Horse MVP candidate who lost today for the Lions. Yeah, they should have like, beaten the Seahawks. But, like, Brock Purdy, on his worst night, looks like a top-12 quarterback in the NFL. And if that's your worst game, what's your best game look like? But did he look like a top-12 quarterback today? Who's top? Yeah. I mean, did He's better than 22, which is where he was last week. Well, she, well yes, yes. And, I and hate those quarterback rankings. No, me too. Behind and, Justin Fields. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not good it, this is tough to do week to week. It's really hard to do week to week. Yeah. But as a whole, I would say that Brock is a top 12 quarterback. Did he play like it today? I, I guess I'd have to evaluate all the other all the other QBs today. But right? it's almost like, would you rather have him? And I think the answer is yes. You'd want him to hit those two big touchdown passes. But Obviously, yeah. Let's say he hits those two big touchdown passes. But he throws two picks. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. like, yeah, you may score 14 points, but if Matthew Stafford is cooking like he was, yeah. you lose this game still. Yeah, there's a trade-off for sure. Yeah. Like When you are taking those risks, you are obviously more likely to get burnt with an interception. Yeah. Yeah. You're also more likely to hit a 60-yard touchdown. But yeah. with the 49ers, they're, they're not necessarily... Avoiding taking those kinds of risks, they they would like to, right. and they're going to take some shots. Of course, they did, but you're not going to see Brock Purdy 
put it out 60 yards on a dot into the end zone, Brandon IU running under the ball. You're not going to see that very often because the 49ers feel like they have enough talent offensively and enough ways to beat you without taking that risk down the field. What's better, a, a drive that takes a minute 30, you go 70 yards with a 55-yard touchdown pass that right. every so often ends in an interception, or a 75-yard touchdown drive that takes five and a half minutes because you're getting seven, eight, nine yards a chunk, and it's easy, and there's almost no risk on every one of those throws. Well, they're not built. They're not they're not built to have to throw those deep balls. That's why we were all surprised when we even when we, we saw him <laughs> cocking back. I think everybody in the green room were like, "Oh, he's about to he's about to let it rip, right?" So they're just not. They don't typically do that. And we got Derek Casadaris in the YouTube chat saying Brock Purdy's in the club. Thank you, Derek. I thought it was a good one, man. Sterling and, Sterling and Mark didn't have my back. Thank you, Derek has my back on the but, ceiling. It was a good one. Does he have a do-rag on, too? Yes, upside down. (laughs) Wrapping upside down. He has the white bulletproof vest on as well? You have to. So here's (laughs) the thing. The difference is, when you talk about how they're built, do you need a, a bomb like that? Or, as much as people like me might give Brock Purdy a hard time for it, do you just give it to Debo and let Debo run over people? Would you feel... It's the same in the scorebook. So let's say he doesn't hit all of... Let's say he throws a pick on the IU pass. Let's just throw it out there and... But he hits Debo for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he's one for two on these home run plays. Yes. But you know he can do it. Do you sit back and say, well, Brock Purdy's day wasn't perfect, but I know now in the back of my head he can hit that 60-yarder, uh, where if he has to make it two years, three years ago in the Super Bowl, Manuel Sanders, he can actually make that big-time throw. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to see. But, yeah. again, I, I don't think from one day of seeing – one game of this where we haven't typically seen yeah. this play, I'm not willing to say that it's he can't do it. Yet. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself at all, but where this conversation I think becomes more pressing for the Niners, that's not pressing at all right now. You're in week two of the season, and just because Purdy missed a couple of throws down the field here today doesn't mean it's something that he can't do. Uh, but... If you're taking on the Eagles in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, potentially the Cowboys, like, not whatever be the, the situation is. They stink. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> if, if you're meeting Patrick Mahomes right, and right. the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, like you're probably going to need to hit some of those. Now, yes. I, I know I'm, again, I, I, I don't mm. want to even talk about that because it's, we're months away from that even becoming a possibility. It's tomorrow, Mark. <laughs> Book your book your hotels, book you your flights for Vegas. But it's on Thursday. Like you're playing, I don't want to say a good defense in the Giants, but last year they were. Maybe they found something today. Mm-hmm. They they win against the Cardinals and they're feeling pretty good. They got their first one of the season, a comeback win that you know rallies the troops and like let's go into Levi Stadium and spoil their home opener. But if San Francisco has to make a big play on Thursday, and Brock Purdy misses that big time throw, we're sitting back now. I do think that they're built in a way where they don't need it. And I don't think they'll actually ever need it. I think they play a style of football where it's, we're going to smash you in the mouth, but we also can just dink and dunk our way for 11 plays, 13 plays for 10 minutes of play and eat the clock out and be it more efficient than previous years where 2019, they needed that big play in that moment. I don't think this team would actually even get to that point. No, that's a good point. The way that they're built, basically, you don't think they would ever be... Uh, I don't I for lack of a better term desperate yeah, but, yeah. but I mean but I don't know man it's easy to say that now and I can't see the Niners scoring anything less than 25 points but today was the day where I do think it 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 brought back fans down to I guess reality not reality that you're not good enough to win a Super Bowl just reality of 
everything isn't going to be pretty and, and unicorns and rainbows. I think I think that is what it did. I don't think anybody feels bad after today, but it's okay. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't, but it's okay. The Niners still have some work to do. Not a finished product. That after the Steelers game, I mean, I said, guys, what are we going to talk about? I mean, we're just going to sit here and say how, uh, again, we can Google our flight plans for the rest of the show. I don't think anybody would want to listen to that. But a day like today, like we've said, a test where you still pass, even though you didn't give it your best effort, that's a good sign. So, you want to know what's funny? you talking about overthrows, and I see it a lot on the Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570, also on YouTube. Oh, I had flashbacks to Jimmy Garoppolo overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders mm. in the Super Bowl, Got right? the night sweats. Like that, that's where Jimmy Garoppolo's <laughs> name comes up, is when a Niners quarterback overthrows Thing someone. Ghosts. Yes. Where else uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's name comes up? Is on quarterback sneak time. There you go. Yeah. Purdy two for two on QB sneak. Yeah, what a segue. Even, they, they weren't even tush pushes. No, and he, the just, first, he just got there. They got to stop that term. I want, <laughs> a tush push? Like, like, what? It's a great Come term. On. I want to focus on the first one because it was the final play of the first half. Yep. Niners were down seven. They had a choice to either kick the field goal, a chip shot field goal from Jake Moody, who, by the way, made a 57-yard field goal today. We can Folks, talk about that later. Legatron, get on the bandwagon. <laughs> Six for six thus far this year. We can talk about that in a little bit. The gamer. But the Niners decide with one second on the clock to call a Brock Purdy gutsy. quarterback sneak. You think it was a gutsy call by Shanahan and by Purdy well, to execute it, well, right? I think he had to, but the, the past two games... I do want to give Shanahan credit for going forward on fourth down 100%. against Pittsburgh. And now in this game saying, look, if we don't score, if we go into halftime down, let's say, 13-17, to 17, we're giving the Rams the ball back with momentum. Mm-hmm. Their defense just stopped us. They can make this game a two-score game. And we're sitting here behind, and our team is not playing well enough to that point to actually play from behind. Our defense hasn't stopped them too much. They scored on, what, three of their drives in the first half. Right. You have to you have to put up points and you have to score a touchdown and they did. Yes. Well, and you're facing the Rams who what didn't they get that close because of the face mask? Right? There was yeah, a there face was mask a, there. Yeah. There was a penalty on I think two plays before. Purdy just threw the ball away before to kill it with one but second. There, was, on the there clock. was the DPI, right? Late were, in the end zone. Right. So the, the Rams are 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 beating themselves at this point, and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan said, "I have to make this hurt." There's blood in the water. So to me, and you're down seven. Like you, you <laughs> feel like you need a score there. Yeah. You feel like you need a score. How gutsy do I think it was? I, I didn't feel that gutsy. I mean, when you're what were they on the half yard line? But it's yeah, not like we haven't seen Shanahan kick a field goal Fair. and say, "I'll take the points and go into Fair. halftime." Where today he's like, "No, we are going to score a touchdown here, and we're going to go into halftime tie because I can't afford to let this team get down right now." Yeah, hundred percent. And, well, and I, yep. I, I think he felt again, if we can pull, if we don't pull this off, I still like my chances. If we do pull this off, it is going to kill the Rams' momentum heading into. Halftime. But even then, it's like. It's almost like Shanahan's taking control of the game, where in previous years he hasn't done that. We saw him in the Rams in the playoffs two years ago. I'm going to run it on fourth and one with Kyle Juszczyk or punt it on my own 32-yard line because mm-hmm. I don't trust Robbie Gold. He trusts Brock Purdy to go get him a touchdown with one second on the clock. Like Shanahan is more aggressive through two games than he really has been the past couple years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here's Kyle Shanahan on that play to end the first half. Again, one second left on the clock. Niners down seven in the second quarter. Have the ball inside the one. They decide to risk it and go with the quarterback sneak. Here's Kyle Shanahan on that decision. Um, we were so close. Um, also, they were scoring a lot of points. Um, it looked like we needed points at the time, and we also believe we could do it. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, Shanahan said exactly what I what I thought he would say. It was one close enough. You feel confident that you can do it. Two, the flow of the game. You were down seven. The Rams were scoring often in the first half. Yeah. Seventeen points. You needed to score. I think if this was a situation where the Niners had a seven point lead at half or at that at that point, yep. if they were up maybe even by three at that point, Shanahan's probably like, eh, is this worth the risk? Let's just tack on three points, make it a two-score game, go up by ten at half, and then we'll, we'll chill from there. But I think it was game flow decided partly by Kyle Shanahan, and I 100% agree with you, Sterling. Kyle Shanahan decided to go for it week one on the first drive of the season, fourth and two. They throw it to George Kittle, a conversion. A few plays later, they're in the end zone with Brandon Ayuk celebrating their first touchdown of the game. Here today in this game, they go for it from the one-yard line with one second left in the first half. Quarterback sneak, Brock Purdy gets it in. There was also a moment earlier uh, in the first half where Kyle Shanahan, after a four-yard completion to Brandon Ayuk brought up a fourth and two. It was a questionable catch. Ultimately, ended up being reversed, but it was called the catch. Mm-hmm. He hurries up to the line like he's ah. going to go for it on fourth and two, and he forces Sean McVay into a decision. I don't know if Shanahan was actually going for it there on fourth and two, but if you're going to allow that four-yard catch to stand, yeah. I'm going to take it. Maybe I'll go for it. I think he was playing a game of chicken with McVeigh. McVeigh then challenged it, forced him to use his challenge, which is valuable in this game. Is that the play it gets where... overturned, yeah. then the ball goes back four yards, they kick the field goal, and they go up at that point. Kyle Shanahan's, I think, decision-making in the moment, instincts, and his aggressiveness, I think, loads better here early on to begin this season. I have been very, very at times frustrated with Kyle Shanahan's lack of aggressiveness, lack of assertiveness in these sorts of moments. And when you have this kind of offense with all of these weapons, I almost want the team to go forward every time on fourth and two or less. Almost every single time. You can get two yards every single... Go for it, Kyle. And I, I think... So far this season through two weeks, we've seen that aggressiveness more and more from him. And I think, honestly, if that continues throughout a whole season, you will see the Niners' margins grow because of that sort of aggressiveness. He has been too conservative for too long, in my opinion. If this is a trend that sticks, I think it's going to pay off hugely for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean... See, but then there's other instances where, yes, we have to give Kyle Shanahan his credit, but then later in the game, when you're trying to run the clock down and secure a victory, you run three plays. On the first one, Debo Samuel fumbles, <laughs> and then Kyle Shanahan, on what, third and, or second and two, he calls timeout. What are you doing? Yeah. Run a play. You can get two yards, even if you get, you, even if you get nothing. Why are you giving the Rams the opportunity to look at the clock, call timeout, let, let the booth see, is that a fumble? Did the Rams get it back? Had that ball still been in bounds, we're sitting here maybe with a loss. And they won today. That didn't bite them. But for all the great things Kyle Shanahan does, they're still, for all, for all the ying he does, all the huh. great stuff, there is a big yang where it's like, dude, yeah. pull your head out of your you-know-what. Well, they, like, didn't, you, they didn't spike the ball at the end of that first half as well, which almost cost them the touchdown they, on that pretty sneak. They take... 18 seconds to get a call, and Purdy's like, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, right. then throws an incomplete pass anyway. Just spike the football. You wouldn't have to call a quarterback's team with one <laughs> second left because it's second down. And then later in the game, trying to ice the clock, and you don't you don't want to bring in your closer, Jordan Mason, fine. You don't want to give the ball to Elijah Mitchell, fine. Debo Samuel, great player. Why are you not giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey on second and two, on third and two? 
then you're forcing Brock Purdy to throw a football, which he almost forced it into an incompletion. Then it's fourth down. You're going to punt, and you give the Rams the ball back, where it's like, Kyle, you go and acquire Christian McCaffrey for a reason, but when the game matters most, you don't want to give it to him. I wonder if some of that is what we've talked about and trying to have too much of a pulse on the game and Kyle Shanahan understanding that Debo does own the Rams a little bit and maybe just getting a little bit too cute. You know, this is Debo. Debo handles the Rams for us. I'm going to go to Debo here. Ultimately, it didn't burn them. But there were multiple miscues in this game for how close this game was that if one, only one of those things goes a different way, who knows? They, the Rams put up 17, and the Niners got away with that. And did they end up? The Niners ended up scoring on that drive, I believe, when the Kittle kicked the ball, yeah. and McCaffrey ended up getting it. What happens if that in any other direction that ball goes in the that Rams? Was lucky. It, what happens right there? The the fumbled snap. Okay, obviously they're going to get it back, right? That's fine. So you have those situations, and then you have the Debo fumble. So ultimately, these are things that maybe it's luck. Sometimes better to be lucky than good. And either way, the Niners are just better than the Rams. So you can pick and, and nitpick and 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 find things where the Niners could have been better. Yep. And again, I'll just continue to to say it over and over again. That's a good thing because you won. Mm-hmm. You hate having to do this stuff off an L. If you do it off a W, I don't think it burns as much. It might not stick the same way, <laughs> but I do think that it helps everybody involved because Kyle Shannon is going to say, guys, we're a better team than what we did, and we got a W because we're a better team than them, but we didn't play anywhere near to our standards, and the standard isn't beating a Rams team that – it." it over-under is set at six and a half. The standard is Super Bowl. So we're not going to play like that every game. We, he understand, I, I feel like what Kyle Shanahan has to say outwardly is going to be different to what he says to the team, right? I think that everybody understands we got a W, a division game. Yeah. They, they, the, the, the Seahawks tricked off this, this same game <laughs> last week. We're good. But he can't say that. It's like the dad who doesn't want to say they're proud of you, right? He's got to go in and say, guys, we're not, we, we weren't good enough. Tough but life. I think, it, yes, I think internally, Kyle Shanahan is thrilled that they just got out of there. But he understands if the goal is to get to the Super Bowl and to get this done, what they did today isn't going to get it done. But at the same time, as a Super Bowl contender, you can't afford to lose games like that. So they didn't trick it off. They just could have played better. But that goes back to the point of, are we happier they won the way they did, knowing that you beat a Rams team, you're 2-0, and yeah. you're one in the, in the division, you're now in first place in the NFC West, but you're sitting back saying, we put up 30 points and we can still get better. I think I think there's some Niners in the locker room or you know on the flight, on the bus to the airport right now, whatever, wherever the situation is, they're, they're sitting there watching the tape, realizing what they left out there, and, and they're kind of chuckling. Like, guys, like, guy, we could score 45. Yeah. That's a good point. We can dominate this division. But is it better to again you want to see it out there right. at a certain point like if there are if misses continue. Yeah. Thursday night comes around and you put up 20, 20 to 17. Yeah, you, you, you got to win, but you get a win uh but you miss a bunch of plays, you miss opportunities. It'll get to a point if it continues where it gets frustrating. But right now, I think the Niners are sitting back, watching some of the tape. Kyle Shanahan going through it with a fine, you know, a, f- a fine comb on the flight back to San Francisco or to San Jose, and is saying, "Guys, there's opportunities here. We put up 30, and we were not near our best. We could score 40." But the Rams on these aren't guys. good. Yeah. Okay. 
But I mean, they still put up. They're not bad. No, 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 no. I'm just. They're not bad. Better I'm, than the Vikings. No, no, no. I'm saying I, we've seen. We've. <laughs> Wait, you stuck that in there. Better than the Vikings. Yeah, I saw what I said. I don't think. I don't. But I don't think it's a situation where Kyle Shannon. We know what this team can do. I don't look at it like, man, we can get to such new heights. I look at it as we've already seen a height they can get to that they did not get to today. Would you have rather have won forty four to twenty than yes. thirty? Okay, but are you are you in a sense not I wouldn't say happier, but mm-hmm. had you won forty four to seventeen, forty four to twenty, you're sitting back saying, "Man, like we played a perfect game." Right. I'd rather have that come week seventeen or in the playoffs than week two. No, no, no. I know, and and like I said, nobody is all. This is all we all understand that the win in a division that is the bottom line. Yeah. But if we're if we're going a little bit deeper here, that's that's when we have to look at how they how they performed. It's against a team that the reason you're happy is because you can't afford to lose to a team like well, the Rams right well, now. Well, what's the easiest way to go to the playoffs? Through the division. Yeah. They're one and zero now. They're now two and zero overall. And they're playing the Giants on Thursday. I granted shorter week, but team that's not played well through two games as far despite being one and one. <laughs> then you have the Cardinals who just blew what a twenty eight to fourteen lead against the Giants. It's it's not like their schedule doesn't get a little easier the next two games. Then you have Dallas. This team can be four and zero by the end of the month, and even if those games are tight or they're only seven point wins, we're still sitting here saying, Oh my goodness, even against Dallas, they could be favorites. Mm-hmm. Four and zero versus four and zero, week number five. <laughs> Niners, Dallas. I'm I'm just calling it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's going to be a couple of undefeateds in Levi's week number five. It's going to be sign a ton me of fun. up. Yeah. All right. Time for a break here on overtime on ninety five seven. The game we talked a lot about Brock Purdy and some of his misses. He addressed that post game. We'll hear from him coming up on the other side. Also, we got to talk about the defense a little bit as well. Kyle Shanahan talked about that. Mitch, I know you've been on hold. We'll get to you. You want to talk about Nick Bosa? We will get to your call coming up on the other side about the Niners defense that is all coming up it's overtime here on 95.7 the game if you want to get in line 888-957-9570 that's also the Xfinity mobile text line and as always you can hit us up on YouTube and on Twitch more overtime coming up after this right here on 95.7 the game